You guys, I am trying out a new podcast style that is all about you, the heartbeat of this show. I am my leak, and this is my first stab at my fan series. Think fan of a fan, mutual admiration. I want to take the time to spotlight some of the incredible people who have been tuning in to this podcast for years. Some of you have been tweeting me for years, uh, tagging me on Instagram. We have laughed together. Some of us have argued together. Think of it as a little celebration of our shared journey. I want to dive deep into the minds of the real stars. You, this podcast community, let's reminisce about some of your favorite episodes. Take a trip with me down memory lane, but this is a trip with a twist because it is your memories we're going to unpack. Let's unravel what has stood the test of time. What episodes are still resonating with you? Let's celebrate the community we've built together. Our first guest for this series is Michelle Marby Davies. She is the visionary behind Marby's Kitchen. I know Michelle because she has tagged me in some beautiful images whenever she's listening to the podcast. I love what she pulls out. I even met her at the live podcast. I believe she flew in from Thailand and she lives in the UK. And so I was just blown away when I met her. She is stunning. I love her content. She is a multifaceted woman in business and media. She has 10 years of event management and luxury spirit experiences under her belt. She has mastered the art of hosting with intentionality and the core of everything she does has an attention to detail. I really do hope you enjoy this conversation and this series. So before we get into the things, your your brand, it's it's Marby's Kitchen. Can yes. you tell me what this is? Because everything you do is just so beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, Marby's Kitchen started out, honestly, as a way to honor my mom's memory. She passed away about 10 years ago, and we just had a love of hosting, um, using food as a love language. And I just wanted to create a space online where it could be an extension of that and kind of what it feels like when you are in a kitchen where you get to laugh. I've cried in my kitchen with people, made amazing meals, and I wanted an online space that was a reflection of that. So I create content. Um, around recipes, hosting, but also just conversations that help us see that we're more alike than we are different. Because I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes when you go through your experiences, it can feel like, oh, it's just me that's, you know, going through loneliness or grief or wondering what to do with my sure. life. And that can be really isolating. And I feel like the more conversations you have with people from an open and vulnerable space, the more you see that, oh, it's not just me. Like there's so many of us that have a similar experience in different ways. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So the way that I found you, I think is just by you sharing the podcast. And then I did, I never have forgotten your entry for the um, retreat, which it is still, I feel oh. like anytime I do a retreat again, you are, you are up there because I feel like, Yours was definitely in the top few. So oh, thank tell you. me about, yeah. So this series that I'm doing, I am really wanting to, to take some time and talk to some people that have been fans of my podcast for a long time and who have sort of introduced me to my work in a different way. So it's like, you know, I put these things out and then I don't see them again. And then somebody will tag me or I think the way you post things is just so pretty. Thank you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I said that. So we have, you, you created this deck that I plan on sharing because I think people should see this as we do this podcast, but you, you sent this over and it says a few things my taught me. So I want to talk with you about some things that I, I have taught you and that I may need to reteach myself in this season of life. <laughs> no, I love that. And I love that you get to experience your work again in a fresh way through other people kind of sharing that with you. Yes, for sure. So where do we, where do we want to start? I have the deck up, but where do you want to start here? Oh, I, I will let you take the lead because there's so many, even from the one-liners, like I had to include some of those at the end because okay. I think there's just certain things that you say. I don't know if they feel like one-liners to you, but certain things that you say that I'm like, at any given moment, I'm quoting. It's like my little My Leak Bible. I'm like, hey guys, My Leak said this. <laughs> 
Okay, so the first the first line that you have is play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt. Yeah. How has that sort of like, what does that mean to you and how's that shown up in your life? For me, I think personally, especially when it comes to my life experiences, um, mainly with losing my mom, I think mm-hmm. the thought process that I had around that, I, was, I just turned 21 when she passed away oh. and she was ill for about two years and caring for someone kind of with a terminal illness that's a whole different story in and of itself right and I remember one of the prayers that I was praying at the time was like God please don't let this be my story like don't let me be Mm. the person like because there's a part of you sometimes that that's like oh that's something that happens to them over there but not me or I just don't want to experience that like this wasn't in my ideal plan or vision for my life and I think I got into a space, you know, they talk about the stages of grief and I think I was in anger Uh for a really long time and denial for a while. And there's so much, even in becoming literate around grief or confident around grief that I had to learn. But one of the things Mm. that I felt like was a stumbling block for me was just acceptance, like accepting that, okay, this has happened and how do I one, find meaning from the situation, but also two, not let it be something that holds me back and Mm. not from a space of making that trauma or that experience my identity, but just knowing that, okay, things have happened that are outside of my control. How do I take some control back? Because I think with grief um, and someone being taken away from you in a timeline where you feel it's too soon, it can feel like you've lost control. Um, and you can, you can go two ways where it's like, on one hand, you can try to be obsessive about controlling certain little details. And on the other hand, it can just feel like you're spiraling where it's like, well, how, how do I take ownership of this life? That's now looking very different than what I planned. So for me, when it comes to you often saying, play the heck out of the cards that you've been dealt, it's like, would I have asked for this to happen to me? No. If I could change things, if I could go back and change things, would I? Right. Probably yes. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, like when it comes to yeah. this situation, like, you know, if it could right. happen over again, I would let it happen. No, like yeah. I want my mum back. <laughs> like, but how can I for play sure. the heck out right. of the cards I've been dealt? Yeah. How can I just choose to make the most every single day out of the situation without letting what has happened to me become a hindrance in terms of the kind of life that I want to live and whether it's like big tragic moments or even something small on a day-to-day basis like okay the day hasn't started the ideal way I wanted or I didn't get the opportunity I was looking for how do I maximize the situation like how do I play the heck out of those cards without looking at someone else's deck what have they got what what am I envious of that it's like oh I wish I had that no what can I do with what's in my hands yeah listen I you were 21 years old when this happened yeah and I cannot imagine I mean I my mom died six months ago mm. and I am in my forties. Mm. And I, I think about people who, who have had this experience and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how are people, you know, I just think of all the ways that I was trained or told or sort of had when someone passed away, how we just kind of like push people through it and like, they seemed like they were doing better, the less sad they were, or, you know, people feel uncomfortable saying they're sad. And I don't know, like, I feel as I was going through this experience with my mom dying, I've, I felt terrible for Mm. the things I didn't know. I didn't know how to show up for friends. And this is also with motherhood. Like I didn't know how to support people who were having children or people who were like losing their moms and, something that I've been like in this space of my life is like within a five-year period, I became a mom and lost my mom. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, uh, virtual hug. Thank you. This. And I mean, you're 10 years, you know, 10 years into this experience and grief mm. ain't no punk. You no. know, it's like, yeah, it is not. I, I was on the phone with the, with someone yesterday and I and I was saying to them that, I apologize for flakiness. Mm. It's like, you know, 
the way grief is showing up for me is that I'm just, I find myself just flaky. Like I'll, I, I commit to things, but then I forget. It's not even that I'm trying. Yeah. And she was like, please don't call yourself flaky. Hmm. She says like your executive functioning is compromised. Wow. You know, we, you were, you used to be able to do things on a level 10 and now eight of those are like grieving. And it's wow. like, you've got two and one of them is like, is, is re- reminding you to eat. And like the other one's like helping you take care of the kids. And so it's like, do not feel bad if you're not able to keep up with some of these things. And wow. so I, I love, I, I love that she that gave share. you a way to kind of reframe that and permission. Yes. To feel what you need to. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so you have some of your favorite podcast episodes and I went back and I just like numbered and rechanged all the names. And so I know you probably were like, where the heck did she put all of these? And so that was um, the, the play the heck out of the cards you've been dealt was episode 132. Yes. Um, and that was the one about uh, comparison, net- comparison, networking, and the young woman that had like failed the bar. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about another quote that you have. And this is one where I'm like, I, don't, I mean, I don't remember saying this, but like, let's talk about it. Okay. Um, happiness is a choice, not a right or a privilege. Did I say that? You did. You really did. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's oh been God. in my notes I may, for a long time. I may have an update. Okay. Okay. I may have a, an update. But, okay. You know, um, you were saying in your notes, you said the, the takeaway from this episode for you is that sometimes it's less about the ending and more about the fear of starting over. Mm. You want to tell me about that? Yes, I think. And it's really interesting, even when I was looking over my notes about this point, because I would probably interchange between like the word happiness and joy, like choosing mm-hmm. joy. Um, Cause I experienced yeah. that a lot. Not only when it comes to endings around, you know, like breakups or um, friendships, but even mm-hmm. life, like when it comes to pivoting for a couple of years, I made um, wedding cakes and it got to a point where I was like, I do not want to do this anymore. But I think I was waiting for someone to give me permission to pivot Mm. um, and permission to make the change because my thought was especially when it comes to this era of everything you do being public publicly branded it's like especially if you're the face of the brand like oh like Marby Marby Davies at the time like making cakes and I was like what will people think like you've invested so much in the brand how can you change how dare you change your mind but I think what I loved about that episode was understanding that like yes I may not know exactly what the next step is because then I didn't know exactly what Marby's kitchen would look like and all the beautiful things that would come from it but it was almost like I didn't even give myself permission to see those possibilities because I was so nervous about this ending because the ending is yeah or the thing that I'm in now is what was familiar to me at the time so yeah I love that episode because it's like a reminder of the ending might feel scary because it's letting go of the thing you currently know, but yeah, there is so much beauty on the other side of that risk or of that pivot. And mm-hmm. yes, that fear, that fear comes from not knowing what's on the other side, but it's like you can use that same energy and brain power to imagine the wonderful things that could come instead of imagining like, what will people think of me if I stop or, you know, how dare I, um, how can I pivot? And I don't know, it was just reframing my outlook on it. Like I can actually allow myself to get excited about what's on the other side. Um, but I would love to yeah. know, cause I know you said you might have an update. I would love to know in terms of your thoughts about happiness now, what would you say the update yeah. is on that at the moment? Uh, you know, I find myself not wanting to use the word happiness as mm-hmm. much anymore. Um, I think that was the only sort of like you said, it's now interchangeable with like joy. Yeah. I think there was this obsession with happiness um, maybe a decade ago, probably during the time, let's just say five to seven years ago when I did this. Mm. And I think I'm like, there's more to life than just happiness. And happiness doesn't have to be the default place that I'm always trying to get to. Right. I can't, you know, everything isn't about being happy, but I think um, that's the reason why I was like, happiness is, is a choice. Mm. And I think I would probably say today that happiness is a feeling Mm. and 
it comes and goes and I don't know if it's a choice anymore. You know, I think that we can, um, I think we can be intentional about, um, creating more opportunities for joy and happiness in our lives. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think what I would probably say differently is like, you know, people like happiness is a choice. It's like, mm, calm down. Maybe <laughs> there, there <laughs> it might be like happy, you know, you don't have to be happy right now. Right. You don't have to even choose happiness. Yeah. I think that you can create more experience. You can create more opportunities for it in your life. And I, and that would probably be what I would say. But I think in this particular podcast where I was like, how I learn to accept my happiness and appreciate my joy. I don't think I was even making space uh-huh. to feel okay with these positive feelings. You know, I think it was like always having to feel like I needed to be working towards something or people needing to see that I had like, you know, I'm always proving myself. And so it's like, you know what? You get to be happy. You get to laugh. Uh-huh. You get to slow down. You get to stop. You just stop um, and you get to, you get to be like, wow, this is a lot of fun. A hundred percent. I completely agree with kind of your update on that. I think if I step back and think, even with that phrase in the context of other things you've said on the podcast, or even just my outlook now I'm in my early thirties, I think I would split it into two categories. So 50%, it's like, taking ownership for your role in bringing the happiness you want and inviting the joy you want. I think it's like you can't, yeah, you know that you can't control all the situations, but I know like for me, sometimes it would be waiting. Like even I know certain episodes where people have written in about birthdays um, and there's been Q and A's and you're like, what would make you happy? Like take ownership of that. Something as simple as that. Just knowing you have the agency to bring about the happiness and the the joy that you want in your life, even when it comes to decorating your space, like whatever it is. I think that's the outlook that I have when it comes to this statement. It's like, it's not in someone else's hands. What they bring is a bonus, but I have the agency to invite more of that into my life through the choices that I make intentionally, intentionally, and even the requests that I might make of other people, um, as opposed to kind of just hoping that like, it just comes by chance. Yes. The birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- y'all wear me down with these birthdays. I, I, I get so many emails. It is the question. My friends do not celebrate my birthday. Yeah. I was, they, you want a surprise party? I might throw your own surprise party. <laughs> Right. If you, and I would even, I would even. I would even be have some fun with it and be like, I am throwing myself a surprise party and we are going to, you are all going to surprise me. I'm going to walk in and everyone's going to say surprise and we're just going to have fun. And I think so often we just hand our birthdays over to people. Yeah. And then when they don't turn out, you know, if the birthday doesn't look like what we wanted it to look like, then now we are on Instagram writing these posts, these cryptic posts right? about- cutting people cutting people off and all this and that yeah and I just I don't know I think my hope is that and then I think there's a there's another part of it with the birthdays and this just some of the stuff that I see on social is almost this like um girlfriend girlfriend's performance or like Hmm. performing friendship in groups where I'm not listen some people legitimately are this way where they are going to do the balloons. They're going to do all these different things right. for their friends. And I think sometimes we will have these expectations. We have never even told people our birthdays, you know, it's so crazy. Yes. Some people will be upset. And it's like, you haven't even told your friends your birthday. Well, they should have asked me, well, maybe their birthday is not that big of a deal to them. You exactly. Know? And so I'm just like, if you want to have a happy birthday, Go ahead and plan your happy birthday and let it be all the things that you want. And you can tell people what you want them to do, how you want them to arrive, what, you know, what might matter to you. Yeah. And I just think we could just save ourselves, you know, for sure. When you said agency, it's just like, how, like, what would our lives be like if we stopped waiting for people to do things 
you know, for us or in the way that we like? What if we just took over our birthdays? What if yes. we just took over our holidays? If you know, you know, you wanna you want you wanna do matching jammies, like do matching jammies. Yes. Like, have you and your homegirl send the links when, you know, old Navy puts them on sale for three, four bucks? hundred percent. Go ahead and do that. Do your photo shoot. Do it the year before. Literally like, like- thing. Like you get <laughs> You get to do that, which takes me to this next slide where you said, you know, something that you feel you have learned from me is design your life. No one is coming to rescue you. And you have, you know, I think one of the most popular episodes I've ever done is probably how to edit your life because mm. I'm also, you know, always about streamlining your journey. So you have streamlining your journey, how to edit your life. You have situationships, friendships, work, asking for more and more. Yeah. Um, letting go things that I left behind in 2017 and just design your life. And so tell me, because you have some really wonderful notes. So do you want me to read these for you or do you want, or do you want to just tell me when I, when I, I go through it? I'm yeah, I'm happy to, to kind of work okay. through okay. an overview of the notes okay. because I think it ties in really beautifully to what you mentioned before, but the, the key thing for me, I think overall Mm -hmm. with these episodes and one particular Instagram live you did, that I think just snatched like my edges, my wigs, (laughs) like all, all all of the things was just, (laughs) was just around (laughs) designing your life with the outlook that nobody is coming to rescue you. And I'm going to tap back into, um, because I think for different people, the habit of kind of waiting for the fairy tale and the fantasy, that oh. comes from different places. But I know for me, I think, and I can't remember who's spoken about this, if it was um, Nedra or someone someone else, where they speak about learned helplessness. I think for mm. me, some of that came through grief and loss happening to me. So there's yeah. a part of my mind that says, okay, well, the rest of life is supposed to then happen to me. Like someone else, it, it was almost like, okay, I didn't have a say in that happening. So perhaps like the rest of the things I want, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to have a say in it happening. I can just sit, cross my legs. And even when it comes to romance, like watching rom- rom-coms and being obsessed with, mm-hmm. you know, things just happening out of the blue. But on that Instagram live, yeah. I think you were just like, no, like you have the agency <laughs> to design your life the way you want and the power to then go out and do the extraordinary work that's required to make that happen. It's like... It, Part, part of it for me, how I see it in two phases is one, not living on autopilot and not just having yes. these decisions that you live out daily that are based on other people's desires for your life. It's like sitting right. down to do the work of deciding what do I want? What do I want for my life? The Ooh. dreams that I'm in pursuit of, is it that I actually want them or I've seen them so many times on the ground that it's become appealing? Um, right. Or even in terms of things that maybe your community has given to you, parents, like your in mm-hmm. Of other people's dreams, and I had to sit down and just be like, "No, I have to decide what I want my life to look like." And it's really unsexy work. Like that's what I call it. It's not. It doesn't unsexy. look sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's it, not the the cute vision board party no, with the with no. the champagne. I mean, it, it's really one of those things, like you said, of like we don't. I think nobody teaches us this, and that says like you know, at some point you are going to have to really decide who you are, yeah. who you want to be, mm-hmm. what you genuinely want for your life, um, and then how you're going to go get it, you know, right. because a lot of times some people, and, and I, and I know this to be true. It's like, you are on a pivot for one quick second because sure. I, a story is coming to me. I was on the phone with my dad this week. And he asked me, my dad has become very fascinated with my parenting. And he asked me, you know, how am I raising my older child? Because the the young one, she's not there yet. But like, Mm. how are you, are you raising him? How does he know to like, please you? Meaning Mm. like, how does he know not to like do things to disappoint you or to like make you look good? And I was like, well, the way that I'm hoping to raise him is for him to do those things for himself. Wow. I am trying to raise him that like, it is not about what I like or how I clap for him or yeah. him having to delight me or look to me to see if my eyes are going to light up by his actions. How does that feel to you? Yes. What do you want for your life? Just because you do a cartwheel, I'm not going to call you a gymnast. 
just because you like this today, I'm not going to start trying to speak things over careers mm. over your life. And so I said, you know, dad, the big thing that I'm trying to do is teach him to, to, to do things for himself and yeah. to satisfy himself. And I don't, he doesn't have to live a life for me. And so, but so many of us were raised that way. And my dad was genuinely curious. Like, how does he know to please you? Mm. He doesn't, he doesn't mm. have to. And he does well. He is self-motivated because he wants that for himself. Yeah. That's um, so good. And so, yeah. And so I think so many of us were like, and I was this way. I wanted to be able to say things over Christmas dinner that had mm. people's eyes sparkle <laughs> when I said it, you know? Yes. And even sometimes today, I mean, in my at my age, when people will ask what I do now that I'm on the side of rebelliousness, it's just like, I don't have to like, you are looking for me to tell you something to make you feel good about me. Yeah. And I really, I can, I can tell you that if you spend some time, you know, you spend some time with me and get to know me, you might like me, you might yeah. not. And that's and okay. <laughs> that has been, yeah. And that's that, that like where I'm at, uh, my therapist is like, your forties will do that to you. <laughs> I am giving people permission to experience me however they experience me and not trying to control the, you know, control what they think based on what I say. And so. Cause half the time yes, it's not really about you. It's we the lens. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not, it's, yeah. it's not. And so I would say to people, like, if you really want to make children's puzzles, mm. do that. If mm. you really want to create slime, a slime museum, do that because you might say it today and it may not make sense today, but like if I had tried to tell my parents what I wanted to do with my life 20 years ago, it wouldn't have made sense. Yep. And so it is okay for you to be, to, to have confidence in your dreams, even if nobody gets it, yes. you have to have some real guts to say, I mean, some real guts to say, like, I want to make slime all day. Or 100%. 100%. And know yeah. that you're living life not for or on behalf of anyone else. And I think for me, the biggest change came in just allowing myself to be deeply curious. Like, even when it comes to mm -hmm. learning about myself, what do I like? I remember a talk from Gabrielle Union, like a couple of years ago, an awards show that just changed my mind completely, where she was talking about being asked what 10 things make her happy and she couldn't list them for her coach and I tried to outside <laughs> of like work and I just genuinely couldn't like it was just yeah. okay Michelle how can you get deeply curious about yourself why are you in pursuit of the goals you're in pursuit of why do you want your life mm. to look the way you want it to look or feel what are the things that are important to you and it's just asking those questions yeah. and even when I do share my dreams with other people coming to a place where I'm no longer looking for permission or I'm not sharing it at a stage where I'm waiting for a nod of approval, like, oh, this might work or it won't work. It's like, no, um, even if I'm changing my yeah. mind about the direction I'm going in, I'm okay with it. I've made peace with it. And I'm confident that this is based on the design for my life that I want and I'm interested in so I love that you shared that approach and even especially when it came to dating like not waiting for just this fantasy yeah. or happenstance or things just to happen because we give so much power to I don't know if it's serendipity yeah. or what but it's like yeah. you can make room that for that yeah like you can make room for those things to happen but I think yeah. there is action that needs to come from understanding that you are responsible for your life and it's not anyone else. It's yeah. not luck. It's not magic. Like th those things can happen, but it's like every day, right. are you designing the life you want? Are you revisiting every couple of months to say like, you know, are we still on track? What direction are we heading in? Is this the direction that I want? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the, the one, you know, the dating one, which I know is, 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 is a tricky one. And I can't remember who I was talking to. They were like, oh, you don't, you don't know what the dating situation is right now, because if you knew the dating situation and I just, I, this is my, my thing is that if you look at your life, like you would look at the status of the job market, or mm. if you were going to be, you know, you would compare you, there's an effort that we put into where we live, our apartment, yeah. how we're going to buy homes. We keep up with the news and the times. And if we need to get this app for 
you know, Zillow or whatever the heck we, we, we are willing to do all these things, yeah. but yet when it comes to our love life, it is something that we still, um, feel is something that should just happen. And yeah. I love what you said of like, I am going to make room for serendipity and for luck and for, and bumping into someone and oh my God. But if, if love, if a love life or a relationship is something that I really want, I think the number one thing that I have learned over the years is that you need to learn how to have one mm. because a lot of us didn't really even learn how to be in relationship. We yeah. learned how to do the things that we see, you know, the, the early performance yeah. in relationships The like, let me, in, let me look good, smell good, say the right thing, cook the right thing, pick the right places. Do, do And then, you know, there's so much more to that, you know? And then I think just, if we are going to look at this, um, like we look at other things, it's like, all right, what are the statistics? Where do I need to be looking? Do I need to, do I need to open up my age? Do I need to open up my age range? Do I need to open up? Do I need to open up? Like, do I need to go wider than five miles? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to go 50. Like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I just think that we have to be, um, we just have to, we have to take it serious. And even when I was like in the dating game and I decided that I was going to take it serious, I did some early, I did like a maybe year or two years with, with a therapist of just Mm -hmm. like, whoa, realizing, you know, I realized that the way that I was choosing was based on my history and my trauma. And so I was able to come into the the dating game with, with the knowledge of my history, Mm. not necessarily, you know, it's like, okay, I know how I typically choose. So if these kinds of things come up, that is my that is my flag to exit left but until that comes up i'm just going to keep seeing where this goes yes um, but i used to do i used to do uh i used to have like my dating ritual like every time i would get home from it was that that bridge after my shower before i went to bed i would just like 10 to 15 minutes and yeah. I would just, I, that's the only time I would spend because I, I had kind of said to myself, I'm not going to be talking to somebody all day long. I'm not talking yeah. to all these strangers <laughs> all day long. You cannot talk to me all day long. I, you know, you can talk to me for the 10 or 15 minutes. And then if it got off that and we got out to a date, then fine. But yeah. like, I just, I just take it serious. I don't know. But everybody's I, like, oh, the day. I love that you you shared that with us. Um, I can't remember Mm -hmm. which episode specifically, but just having that approach of I'm going to make time for something that's important to me. And I know over several episodes you've said, Mm -hmm. you know, make the time for building the type of personal life that you want, because there is so much emphasis often on, you know, the career goals, the wins, um, you know, whatever it is. And it's almost like you kind of have to put the things that you want, whether it's from a romantic perspective or even friendships on the back burner. And I love that Mm -hmm. just that practical tip of no, spend like 10 to 15 minutes a day, just talking to people, get out there. Like I, that for so many women, I know that's made such a huge difference because it's almost permission to actually put in the work for the things that you want. Yeah. I used to think like, I used to think that, my dating and love life would always be at the mercy of someone else. Like Mm. if I didn't, you know, I I didn't feel like I had much say, you know, it's like, well, the person has to like you back and all that. And I'll never forget that. Like my therapist was like, these are your choices. Mm. You're choosing, you're, you're choosing this. Cause I used to be like, Oh, only this type of person is attracted to me and this, that, and the other. And once I felt like I was genuinely sitting in the driver's seat of my dating life, Mm. I think I felt I got to, I did make this list and I don't even know if I've ever shared this in a podcast, but I feel like I did, but I made a list of like the kind of things that would be important to me in a relationship. Yeah. And I remember, um, one of the top things on my list was I wanted to be with somebody who our relationship wouldn't be the, like the thing that the highest point oh yeah I remember you said that yes yeah yeah where some people are like I want you know if it ain't you know the internet is like if it ain't that I don't want it and for me as for myself (laughs) I don't I I don't want that much attention I don't want that yeah I want to be partnered and I want to be in a healthy relationship but I don't want somebody who is looking to me as the as the 
sole source of their yes. their joy and happiness. I want to be I I want to be maybe the icing, maybe the cherry on the cake that you've got going on. And you ice in your own cake and I just get to come and be like, ding, you yeah. know, because, because I don't want that for myself. But you either. know, it's a habit that I think we often, because <laughs> it reminds me of another, one of the other slides that I, um, the notes mm-hmm. that I sent over to you where you spoke about what you know about mm-hmm. love today, um, draft 36. Oh, okay. And one of the questions okay. that you asked on that episode was, do you love your life as it is with or without somebody? And for me, that hit me like a ton of bricks because I think, it's easy to get into the space where that thing over there is what you're looking forward to, to make yourself feel good, especially when it comes to relationships. So it's like, once I have this person or this thing, whatever it is, usually a person Mm -hmm. when it comes to love and romance, it's like, then I will be content and then I will be happy. And it's almost like you kind of live life what I have in the past like on pause kind of waiting that like oh when this person comes then I will start to do the things I really love or you know um seek adventure or what whatever it is and it's like no do you love your life as it is without somebody else and that's something that's really important to me um and I hope it would be for other people as well because it's like your life is worth living and enjoying with or without someone else yes With or without someone in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it took me, listen, it took me a minute to get there myself. You know, I just, I can't remember around what age that I kind of had made it. It's so funny because at the time that I met my partner, I had like, I had like decided that I was going to be single forever. Mm. And so I had decided, you know what, I'm going to just keep doing my thing, living my life, making my schedule, doing all these things. And if I meet somebody, great. But if I don't meet somebody, I'm just not, I just... It's like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and that is, I think when I kind of fell into that surrender is when I, I think I met someone, but something that I have found to be so fascinating about now being in a partnership is that when you really are living your life to the fullest, it just, you, you bring so much color yes. and so many layers to a relationship because you're like, Oh, I, I went there. Oh, who'd you go with? Oh, I went myself like yes there was a you know I had gone to um Savannah is Savannah Georgia is not far from us Mm -hmm. and it was like oh let's go to Savannah I was like oh yeah I came to Savannah two three years ago for a cooking class I just wanted to start the year and I did this and I went there and it's like who'd you go with like I went by myself um because I am determined to always just live and enjoy my life. And so if the, if I'm looking in the paper, I'm finding a sexy restaurant, I'm getting dressed up, I'm going by myself. And even the types of people that I have met that I like continue to be friends with over those years, I think, and I, because I think even if you do get in a relationship, there is still a part of you that has to enjoy your solo life, even if there's somebody that is doing things with you. So I'm taking us, I'm still doing my solo trips, you know, (laughs) which I love doing these things because yeah, like sometimes I'll talk to my therapist. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going here. She'll be like, are you going by yourself? Like, you know, sometimes (laughs) no, nobody, I don't want nobody on this trip. I don't want nobody, but, um, I always want to have this like healthy, healthy relationship and romance with myself yes 100 Mm percent. it's like giving yourself permission to enjoy the best with or without someone else because seeing you solo travel I think that definitely added to my desire to want to explore the world for myself it was almost like for several years I was waiting like okay I'll start to travel once I'm with someone and I remember experiencing heartbreak that was just like that was a (laughs) life-changing for me and I was like no I'm gonna travel I said I am going to travel like one year I just and ever since then I have enjoyed just exploring the world by myself and sometimes people will be like well why would you go all that way the last trip I did solo like an actual vacation was to Thailand and people were looking at me like Mm. why would you travel all that way by yourself and I was like why not I've wanted to go for the longest (laughs) I didn't have anyone to go with at the time and I know I've come to feel at home with myself so I'm going to enjoy myself by myself wherever I am and give myself the very best and I think seeing that example from yourself and other amazing women I think just gave a level of permission to just say that's that's okay with or without anyone else and it's even a cherry on top then when you go with someone else yeah. 
And so I have here because we, we were talking about um, the episode about what I know about love today. Mm-hmm. When I was 36, you said uh, a quote that you love was sometimes even when you end things on your terms, you'll still need to grieve. Yeah. And I think uh, that is just that's just the truth, because I think endings, heartbreak, breakups are hard, even when you're the person that's breaking it off. Hundred percent. No, because maybe you know it's not a good fit for you or whatever. So, um, I used to like feel like I couldn't dump people. Like, oh my god, I can't, I can't end this. And I know that if it was thirty six, I know exactly who who I ended it with. <laughs> I know exactly who I ended it with. It's tough, but it just was like you know having to just be really honest with myself of like I enjoy this person's company. I do have a person that I can have dinner with or whatever, mm. but long term, this is not, this just isn't going to work long term, not for what I'm looking for in my life. And so, okay, I don't want to hold you forever, but let's go through some of the, you have these game changing one liners um, and maybe we could just, we can hash some of these out, but you have either I win or I learn, I don't lose. Yeah. I, I love that That's one true. because it's like no experience is wasted. And I think it's important throughout life to have that outlook because you can stay in situations that you don't need to be in, whether it comes to relationships, whether it comes to um, what you're doing for work, personal projects, whatever it is, you can stay there longer than you need to because of this feeling Mm -hmm. of, you know, if I walk away, um, it's kind of a wasted experience or wasted effort. And it's like no experience is wasted unless you allow it to be. There's always something that you can take away from that. Even if you're not, you didn't come first, you weren't the fastest in the room. Right. You have something to learn from it if you allow yourself to. Um, so I love that, that one liner as well. Yeah. Even like, even those, like those bad ones, like even if you get fired, I still don't think it's lost because there is something that you could have learned there. Yeah. Okay. The next one you have is confidence will come from knowing your stuff. I, yes. that one, so many times people ask me, you know, how are you so confident? I'm just like, get, know something, yeah. one thing really well. Because I think <laughs> sometimes you know one thing, sorry, no, go ahead. You know better than anyone else. Yeah, no, no, you go. No, because I think uh, several times you've mentioned this like across the board, but I think the way it's reframed my mind at the moment is not having this outlook of confidence being a feeling like mm. sometimes we think you have to feel confident or you look at people and you're like, Oh, they're just innately confident. They were just born that way. And it's like, no, if you have done something in and out for six months straight, probably by mm-hmm. the seventh month, you can do it with your eyes closed. It's like that confidence comes from knowing that I have shot the ball in the hoop so many times that I know what I'm doing when it comes time to yes. actually do it. It's not that I woke up this morning feeling extra confident. It's from putting in the work, not looking for the shortcuts, especially in a time where everybody's trying to offer you like seven quick ways to a million or like, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, right. no, no, you actually, that confidence yes. that you're looking for will come from doing the actual work, learning the thing, like putting in the 10,000 hours. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Third one. Um, take what you need and leave the rest. That's what I tell. Oh, that's my, yeah. I, I, I just say, I am here to offer you my unique viewpoint. It is, my way is a way. It is not the way. And so if, if it don't resonate and it's not for 100%. you, I'm fine. Especially yeah. on the internet streets. Like, I think this is one that everybody should just have at the back of their mind. Like, even if you don't agree yeah. with the fullness of what someone is saying, you don't need to write a 20 page mm-hmm. essay online. Like you can take no. what you need from what they've said, what is useful yes. to you, and leave the rest. And like, leave keep the it rest. Like, you know, yeah, that's not for me. Um, the next one you have is the least crowded place is the extra mile. Game changer for me. Absolute game yeah. changer. Like just having that constant reminder of putting in the extra work, not as an effort to, kind of prove yourself or cover up for where you're lacking but genuinely Mm. to just know that you will even feel better for yourself when you go the extra mile when you put in the extra work so even when I'm working with brands on partnerships I'm like okay the bare minimum I can do is send the email looking like this but if I was to go the extra mile and you'd be so surprised how people come back and they're like oh my gosh you put things together in this pdf and I love it and it, it just yes. just that attention to detail and that care that can make people feel like 
okay, like I definitely want to work with you or I definitely know that you care. Um, mm-hmm. The little things that you think, if, if there's an easier way to do something, don't always opt for that. Like go for, and not in a way where you're addicted to struggle, but go for the extra mile because you'd be so surprised how just, it's just not crowded there. Like, and it will literally yeah. sometimes just put you forward, like to the front of the line. That's it. That's, I mean, it's like, I, I there are so many stories that I could tell you of a time that I was maybe up against a couple people or one other person yeah. and just taking the time to maybe send a quick note after and just mm. thanking the person for their time. That's the extra mile. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking the time to, to do a handwritten note or to, to send a follow up or to, like you said, take the time. Like there's an email that's in my inbox from, from that I'm going to be doing some business. And there, it's like, in my mind, I am still thinking about the the typos in it and the like the, the mismatched fonts and just like, it takes not yeah. a lot of time to really package something neatly. And I just think, you know, these are the ways that when we talk about luck and how people yeah. are getting, you know, pushed ahead or pushed forward it's in these in these small moments yeah um, and I've, I've been like that my, my whole life where it's just like you know what um how can I just show up just a little better than I did yesterday and like yes. you said it's not because I'm like trying to prove anything or whatever it's just this it's this thing that I realize as a, as adults no one's pushing you anymore mm. you know like even even when I'm like working out like I do a, I do my warm-up and my trainer's not standing over me with my warm up. He's only kind of like standing over me for the workout. And so yeah. in my warm up, I'm like, could you go one beat faster? Yeah. You know, could you go five seconds longer? And I think that is what the ways of like when I think about the extra mile is like, no one's gonna, no one's gonna push me or, or get me mm. going anywhere more than myself. And so everything doesn't have to be, I don't have to learn how to dunk. But I yes. can go one pace faster and five seconds longer, yes. you know? And I think if we just, if we think about life like that, that's what the extra mile means to me. Right? 100%. The next one you have is <laughs> mind the business that pays you first the most. Yeah. So I don't I remember. Spend all the time on the side hustle. I can tell you what this one is about. Yes. Everybody wants to be spending more of their time on the side hustle. So if you've got the full time job or you've got the main thing, and then I get it that the the thing on the side is fun. Yeah. It is or sexy or it looks good, and and I have seen so many people lose their bread and butter or mm. lose their mainstay. This could be like a relationship, right, or a friendship. You got the solid homie. But you, there's a person who's got more followers or, or optically whatever. And so now you're going to ditch your main, the person who's been there for you so you can be hmm. in the gram. And so I'm just like, keep, keep your main thing, the main thing. So good. This mean, it has to be the, the main thing forever, yeah. but until it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Then, then you can do that. But I think 100%. We, we get distracted so much. Um, 100%. This is one of my favorites. The next one. We are not obligated to stay the same. I hope you change. Yeah. This is one of the more recent ones. And I love just everyone. It seems to resonate so well with everyone. But I think across the board, whether it's something you're doing for work, for business, or even just who you are as a person in general, I think sometimes it feels like someone else has to give you permission to change, to change your mind, to not remain the same. And it's like, no, there will be multiple variations of you or the things you love like over your lifetime and it's okay it's okay for that to change it's okay for you to change it's okay for you to change your perspective um and I even love that recently you shared on threads about was the word un was it unbranding like taking off particular labels that you've kind of had for a while and it's like I love that you give yourself permission to do that over and over again yeah, someone's like, oh my God, I could tell you're rebranding. And I was like, not quite. You know, it's like I'm using Canva to just put out some stuff I want to do right now and it looks fine and yeah. just trying to keep it neat. But I don't want to play this game where, and I think uh, people have asked me to do a podcast on this and I might, but I think what kind of kicked this off for me is like, I speak somewhere or someone introduced me and I hear, and I hear my intro and I'm like, oh my God, that is mm. not... I don't want to be Hmm. known as, you know, a person who is like 
you know, it's just like doing or like mm. labeled or, or whatever. And it's just kind of like, I do what I want, you know, yeah. I do what I want to do. And what I want to do is this right now. And, or this is how I want to serve, or these are the things that are interesting to me. Um, but like, you know, even it's like, I struggle with calling myself a podcaster because I'm like, I just like talking yeah. to the microphone <laughs> about stuff and the medium to get that out is mm. this way. And you're calling it podcast, but I don't want you to be calling me a podcaster, mm. you know, or an influencer or even sometimes entrepreneur. It's like, I don't know why I am like, I'm just in a season of being like, no, mm. but I get it. People need to figure out like who you are and how to, how to package you and all that. But I'm just like, what can I do differently? And you, and you see so many artists that do it. Like, I think you see it with Andre 3000, I think yes. with Ruben, where there's just people who are like, I'm just, I mean, even like Lenny Kravitz, how he's doing the, the furniture design for CB2. That was so beautiful wow. and music. And so I think, um, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to change and I hope people change. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting that you kind of brought up those examples of those people and a question for you, I guess I would say. So if someone was to then ask you, who are you? Like, how would you typically mm -hmm. respond to that question? Bearing in mind what you just said. Yeah. That is a, that's a tough one because people, people have asked me that, you know, where it's like, well, who are you? And I, in in so many ways, I feel like an artist, if you will. Mm. Like, I feel like an artist that uses these various ways to like various mediums. And so I feel like, you know, I'm an artist who does some podcasting, who has created some businesses, who writes, who does this, who does that. Um, I even don't even like to label myself, you know, it's like I am a mom, I am a mother. Um, but so much of mothering is, I don't know, the kids raising me in a lot of ways. Mm. And so, um, I, you know, I think it's just like, these are some of the things that I have going on, but like who I am is probably just like a spirited artist yeah. um, who has, who has made the very hard decision to sort of express themselves through these various mediums. And so when I was doing the curl box business, that was like, that was an expression for me, you know, yeah. like the art, the business, the, all of those things. I do love business. I love clients. I love, I love the, the, the pace I love the art of like the deal of making deals. I love that. Mm. And I think that that's an art. Um, but I really am just not in a space where I'm trying to like, I don't even know, like, because I think a lot of times we do these things so that we can then rank ourselves, right? Yes. I'm podcaster. I'm dominating in this. And it's just like the only person I really want to be quote unquote dominating is just myself. Like, yeah. you know, and I don't even want to be like hard on myself. Like I'm not in competition with myself. I'm growing myself. I'm watering myself. Mm. Um, but I really just feel like I want to be able to do what I want to do, you know, and hopefully one of the one or two of these things I can get paid to do because I do have to make a living. <laughs> right. But I love that because then it doesn't yeah. it doesn't allow you if you don't keep defining yourself by what you do, it then makes mm -hmm. it easier to when you need to change or pivot, not feel yes. so married to or tied to that thing that it's like, well, how dare I change? Um yeah. and I guess it's just the little practices of making sure each and every day you're not defining yourself by the things that you do. Yeah. And that's yeah. a tricky one because we were, I mean, from the time you're a kid, you know, that's mm -hmm. why when I was saying to you earlier in this conversation, we are starting to say like, oh my God, it's going to be a little gymnast or a little yes. this or that. And it's just like, we're all, the first thing we start thinking about is like assigning careers to children and to ourselves and, and all yeah. of our value being there. And I don't know. It's like, I think I have skills. Um, mm. I think I'm skilled in a lot of ways. But I don't want to just be like, that's the only way that people are looking at me, you know, yeah. it's just like what I can, what I can do in that way, how I can like do stuff like that. So right. I don't really know, hmm. but okay. The last one we have is one that people really love where I say, you know, I can give you the playbook, <laughs> the blueprint and the Rolodex. I am the magic. <laughs> how do you feel about that? You got some I good stuff here over there doing <laughs> I absolutely love it because I think 
it's so interesting also seeing the response that that got online because so many people loved it but then it caused offense to some people in some way because it's almost I don't know yeah I, I remember there was a time like other people shared it and to me my perspective is just it doesn't mean that you also aren't the magic like I each person has something <laughs> unique about them that makes them able to show up yes. and deliver in their own particular way and like that's what I took away from the statement it's like my leak is the magic I'm the like in whatever area you are in yes. if you're if you're intentionally putting in the work doing the unsexy work doing the things you need to be doing like you are the magic and you will always be the magic you'll be indispensable but I think it's just that reminder that I don't need to be looking over at what someone else is doing I don't need to copy things exactly the way they're doing it there's something innately in me um, that makes me the magic and yes. there's also things I can do to harness that like I can put in the time investment to to build on that um, and I just I love that reminder time and time again and it even if I see others in my field like it just gives me that reminder to just look inwards and see well how can I build on the magic that's within instead of looking over there and being worried about what someone else is doing for sure and that really that really was it is that I think I remember when I wrote that it was just like a period of time where people can come along and they can you know take everything you did you know it's like okay it's out here for you to see you can look at the blueprint you could take the whole playbook and you can start to call some of the same people you know I had people saying when I started Curlbox like there were beauty editors that had the contacts and it's just like, well, who is she? She's not even in this industry. She doesn't even, and it's just like, it's me. (laughs) I didn't need the experience. I didn't have to, I didn't have to do that because this is my own magic. And like you said, that's not saying that you're not the magic, exactly. but for what this is and what I'm participating in, this is, I am the magic. Yes. And you, instead of trying to, you know, rain on my parade or put water on my sparkler, go sparkle in your own time in your own space and, and figure out where you're magical. Yeah. And get on out of here. <laughs> exactly. You know? So yes. Okay. Before, before we get out of here, please tell everybody, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much for having this. me. But tell Yes. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) I'm online on Instagram um, and on the TikTok streets at Marby's Kitchen. So that's Barbie with an M, M A R B I E S (laughs) Kitchen. Okay. Um, Online as well, www.marby's Kitchen. Um, And if you'd like to purchase um, a journal that I have available, which is like a guided journal around self discovery and just helping you to remain curious about yourself, um, you can grab that at lovemarby.com or on Instagram at shoplovemarby. Love this. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Because Thank you for you having are, me. You're in the UK. Yes. I yes. am. You, Listen, even if I was, even if I was in Bangkok, I would have made this happen because it's the, my leak too. Okay. I am like a my leak evangelist. Like anyone who knows me, they know, if you know me, you have heard me say something that my leak has said. Like, even if you haven't met my leak oh. online, you will know something she has said. Like, so literally, even if I was on Mars, like I would have made you this said, happen. This. <laughs> literally. Yeah. But thank I, you for you. Like time and time again, course. I will always say it's so, amazing how many things can come from you just being willing to share what you have share what you know um with that intent of adding value um, and providing guidance for other people and you've just been an example of that over and over and over again and I I don't know if you will ever know truly the impacts that you have had and continue to have on people over and over again because truthfully some people just don't have that person to provide guidance or to provide insight and it's not saying do life exactly the way I've done it it's just saying here are lessons I've learned along the way I see you I see some of the things you might have had to struggle with or some of the things you just didn't know and I'm going to share and you just have changed so many lives you've impacted Uh... so many of us and I am thankful beyond words for you like time and time again honestly thank you a thousand times over you're just remarkable in so many ways. And I hope you get your flowers every single day because you deserve them. Honestly, thank you. 
Uh, sorry. <laughs> you <ain't even> <laughs> no, you need like you need to know because uh, yeah, like you. literally found you. you around the period where I just thought like, well, who's going to mother me? Like, who will provide oh, the gosh. guidance that I need? And yeah. I don't even know how I found. I don't know. <laughs> like, this was <laughs> Instagram way back in right, the day, right, and right, right, you've right, just right, remained yeah unwavering in your. Yeah, decision to just you. just provide yeah. value and share like so thank you openly uh, within within the boundaries that you set for yourself but yeah I, I I appreciate you and I'm sure so many people listening do as well thank you so much I'm just like uh, tears tears it oh. makes me you know I before we get out of here I just I hope that people you know, who listen to this or have gotten to know me over the years know that like at some point I have felt something you have felt. Mm. And at some, and, and I, I feel like I've lived long enough to know that like it gets better. Mm. You can get better. Mm. It's not your fault. Mm. You know, none of this is your fault and like you can do it. Right. And I hope that you get to watch me do it. And it's just like, I just need it. I just try to show up as the person that I needed when mm. I was like young. And I'm like, and I think the big thing for me is like, nobody should have to do this by themselves. Mm. So much stuff I had to learn by myself. And so anything that I can help people skip a step, mm. go a little faster, you know, that's just what I want to do. Right yeah. Now. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, having me. I'm, I'm going to treasure yes. this like, Forever and ever. Uh, Thank you. Yes, I appreciate you. Yes. And just so you know, I have you I have you on my list. Uh, it, it, when I do something, you are on my VIP list, so you will get oh, an invite from me. So just thank know you that, so okay? much. Oh, I'm going to run around <laughs> yes. my apartment now and scream, but yeah, thank yes. you. <laughs> All right. You have a good rest of your day. Thank Let's you so you. much. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.